Right then, Dan, I'm officially done with all education. I am an educated woman, supposedly, and I haven't really got anything going on in my life at the moment, apart from this podcast, so um, it's kind of all I do in my days. And so therefore, I'm really excited <laughs> for this episode. I can't believe that you are done with uni life. Yeah, all done. If, uh, if anyone's looking to employ me, then uh, please hit me up. <laughs> Little plug, because as we talk to all these inspiring people, I'm very aware that I um, still haven't quite started that journey into success yet. So <laughs> It's all right. After today, you might feel inspired to become a Team GB wrestler. A GB wrestler or a business owner in the space of a few months. Yes, Farmer Strong. I can't wait to talk about that. A gym on the farm using farm equipment. Holly, what is your relationship with the gym? I used to attend the gym as a brilliant excuse to not be in the library. And you can't tell yourself off because, you know, healthy minds, healthy studying. Um, No, 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 healthy body, healthy minds is what I'm trying to say. Have you seen that um, this week it is the finals of Farmers Weekly's Fittest Farmer competition? I know. I sort of wonder whether, you know, I should have been I should have been in those finals, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and our guest today, Charlie, is one of those finalists. Obviously. Farmer's strong. Right, okay, let's get on with it. As if you didn't know already, today's guest is Team GB wrestler, Commonwealth Games medalist, British champion, and founder of Farmer Strong, Charlie Bowling. So I had this um it was like a a bit of a joke between the kids and it kind of how, how it's linked to what I'm doing today is that uh, so are oh, you very very strong for a wrestler because it's, it's important that some of them are like oh he's got farmer strength it molded me into the the person I am you know it's not just about like the, the winning side and being good at it it's it's the, the life skills I teach on the way of being being resilient and that I think again that all links to being uh, brought up in you know farming background is like it's not all fun and games is it it's a lot of hard work a lot of hard graph and I think it translates over to being uh, into sport as a wrestler well thank you Charlie for coming on to it's in our roots even if it is over zoom um, when me and Holly came up with the idea of this podcast I don't think either of us imagined we'd be talking to a team GB wrestler <laughs> Before we get into the wrestling, let's take it right back. Growing up, what kind of connection did you have with the countryside? Yeah, it's a big, um, it's a big part of uh, who I am, and you know, it is definitely what has made me the person I am today. And I think when, as you get older, you, you appreciate that a lot more. Of being, you know, from a rural area and being brought up in a, uh, a farming family. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's made me appreciate a lot, especially like I said, now during the lockdown, like where you've come from and how lucky you are to be, you know, surrounded by the countryside and what you have on your doorstep and making use of it. Um, I'm known, like I'm known around here for being a wrestler. I'm not known for being from a farming family or living on a farm. So when I tell people, unless they know me, unless they're a friend or family, they don't, uh, they're kind of quite surprised when I tell them. I'll show them where I live and yeah it's um it's a big 
it's a big part of, of who I am. So tell us more about the farm then. What kind of farm did you grow up on? Um, well, I've, the farm that I live on now is not the one that I've grown up on. Uh, it's, it, it, well, it's been, my dad farmed, has farmed it since I've, I've been born where I live now. Um, I grew up, um, my first memories of farming, my dad was a pig farmer. So I was, um, like my earliest memories is going to, going to work with him and, uh, you know, being around pigs, helping him out on the farm. And now he's, uh, he's an arable farmer. He grows, um, he just farms the land that, that surrounding flies, uh, haylage and hay. So you didn't fancy becoming a pig farmer then? Well, I, I think... I think like when I was really young, it's something that was like, you know, quite appealing to me, you know, being like uh, on the tractor and like with people who work for my dad and just being around it, it was something that I wanted to do. But as I got older and uh, got into wrestling when I was six, uh, and that like being an athlete kind of, you know, took over as what I wanted to do and not really be involved in farming. Having said that though, it's like once you're in it, in this like environment, I don't think you, you, you see, I've had the chance to visit different countries, see different cultures, uh, look at different places, and it makes you really appreciate of what you, where you're from and stuff. It, it, there's no place like home, is there? Exactly, exactly. I just can't get over the fact that you just said that you started wrestling age six. Yeah, yeah, I started, uh, actually, it was actually my older sister who uh, wrestled before me. So she was, um, you know, always, she, she's, uh, what, eight, eight years older, so she was always wrestling me throwing me about and stuff and <laughs> I got I ended up getting involved so she's the one who takes the credit for, credit for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what uh, got me involved really and uh, in this area it's a quite a big sport I went to university um in the northwest as well and I did find it interesting how it's the sports can be quite different like obviously they've got rugby league up there and obviously wrestling is a big thing in the northwest as well so yeah I mean in the Wigan area there's quite uh there's like heritage of uh, wrestling. There's lots of uh, British champions, Commonwealth uh, medalists who've come from uh, this area. There's a few different clubs. Uh, whereas down down in the south of the country, there's not not as many uh, wrestling clubs. So I think that has that definitely has a, an influence on me participating in sports. It's it's a lot bigger down uh, up here. Yeah, and I guess your sister doing it as well. She was a big role model for you, and you just wanted to get better so you could beat her yeah so it all went from there um it that that's uh that was the start but i had you know some good good success in it as a kid and it it molded me into the the person i am you know it's not just about like the, the winning side and being good at it it's it's the, the life skills i teach on the way of being being resilient and it all, that i think again that all links to being uh, brought up in you know the farming background is like it's not all fun and games is it it's a lot of hard work a lot of hard graph and I think it translates over to being uh into sport as a wrestler of having to work hard to get to where you want to be so in the wrestling clubs was there other kids from other farms as well not really but um so I had this um it was like a, a bit of a joke between the kids and it kind of how how it's linked to what I'm doing today is that uh, so are oh, you very very strong for a wrestler because it's it's important the, the some of them are like oh he's got farmer strength like he's got farmer arms because <laughs> the work that uh, you you do growing up like helping out um helping out my dad and stuff it's um you know it, it translates to uh the sport of wrestling like functional movements 
um, you know, having good grip strength. It, it, it all, it all sort, sort of like translated and helped me out to get to where I wanted to be. So they, they, they always used to take the, take the mick and say, oh, he's got, he's got an advantage, he's got farmer strength. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So any young farmers listening can be thinking, you're already developing those core skills to become a wrestler. Yeah, it's pretty, um, in some states in America, uh, obviously wrestling's a bigger sport over there. And um, there's some uh, rural areas in like Iowa, uh, the Midwest, where wrestling's a really big sport and a lot of the successful rest, uh, wrestlers are from rural and farming backgrounds. So, um, and I think a lot of people listening, and I'm kind of the same if I'm honest, when I first think of wrestling, I think of WWE and like The Rock. For people that haven't seen the wrestling that you do, how best do you describe it? Uh, I do freestyle wrestling. So it's wrestling what you'll see in the Olympic Games, uh, the Commonwealth Games. It's not really broadcasted much on, uh, on you know, like Sky Sports or any sporting channels. It's quite, um, it's not a very well... Uh, broadcasted sport it's quite random for anyone who doesn't know about wrestling but um commonwealth games the olympic games is like the pinnacle of um of ours it's not it's not like football the premier league or rugby where you have uh, a professional league you know the it's an actual sport and those are the the main events for for us to aim for yeah and you went to the gold coast in 2018 for the commonwealth games and you went and got a bronze medal for team england how was that whole experience? Oh, it was it was uh, it was amazing. Um, it was eight years of, like I said, from deciding in twenty ten when I was what fourteen that this is this is the the journey that I want to go on. So to to make the team, which was the hardest part, and to um, you know to to be there in you couldn't really pick a better place to be honest with you in the in the Commonwealth Australia to to host uh, a games. It comes around once every four years, so. Just a, a crazy experience to you know live live your dream. That that's what you've worked for for the last um, last eight years. I didn't make the team in 2014 for Glasgow. I was a bit young then, um, but yeah, next one 2022 Birmingham. That's going to be the next uh, next step. It's a bit of a step down from uh, the Gold Coast to Birmingham, but <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not really going to be too far for you, really, is it? Home games. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be getting out of bed in the morning, getting driving down. To- <laughs> yeah yeah no potentially potentially not as exciting as the gold coast yeah. but you know you'll you'll get a lot of support that's gonna be yeah that's gonna be nice um my dad came out to the the 2018 games in uh in, in australia which was like for him as a, a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity for him as well like we were when i when i was younger we was actually gonna um move to australia we had visas to live there um it was part of like a, a farming program for for farmers to go and uh, set up in Australia so and it was his like dream to live live in Australia it was nice uh, nice for him to go out and watch it and you know I've share that experience did you did you spend a bit of time over there so did you and your dad get to go out and see a bit of the the rural side of Australia at all whilst you were there yeah we went uh, so after the games we stayed for I think it was an extra week um, and we went visiting his friend who's uh, lives on a, a farm it's about two hours from brisbane so we went out there stayed with him for a few days and like you see farms over here compared to farms in australia and it's just completely 
bit different. I don't think they'd had any rain for about 18 months. Uh, it was so like isolated. It's, it was unreal, like mosquitoes in your room. It was really good fun though, you know, just to see like, you see rural communities here, but compared to over there where it's, you're about 45 minutes from a supermarket and you know, there's like probably one pub and restaurant. That, 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 was, um, that, was, that was really fun. Um, so, so for anyone listening, thinking, okay, wrestling, this sounds pretty cool. I want to get involved. What would you say to them to get them started? I think for any, for any young kid, it's like um, the main thing is enjoyment. You've got to enjoy uh, what you do to, to get involved. If you want to get involved, um, it's not always being an athlete. It's not always about the glory and winning. There's a lot of sacrifices involved to be, to be at the top of your game. And I guess it's always going to be difficult because I can't think like we're both from Devon and I can't think of any wrestling clubs around here. It will be difficult for people to get into it if, if there isn't the clubs. Cornish wrestling. Cornish wrestling. Is that a thing? It not. Well, I, don't, I don't know. It might be. We don't really associate with Cornwall. They're... So you mentioned it earlier on in the fact that growing up you were getting stronger just by working on the farm and this has led to your new venture, Farmer Strong. So when did you decide to start that? It's weird, it just, I kind of stumbled across it all. Um, at the start of lockdown, when did we go into lockdown? Start of March? Yeah. Ages ago. So everything just stopped for me. I couldn't coach wrestling obviously because social distancing so I was looking around what objects I could use as part of training what odd objects are I had like a rope to climb up which is very common for wrestling training for your grip strength for body strength um a tractor tires lying about uh bell wrap lying about some straps so I thought well I've got everything I need here to train if I can't you know I can keep myself occupied so side training posted a few clips on um on Instagram to showcase like uh, just what I was doing to keep myself occupied. A lot of people's like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool. What you're doing there, like using a forklift truck to do pull-ups off, or yeah. uh, using a hit uh, straw bales to you know squat with." Uh, so it just came from that. And then when the restrictions eased, I still couldn't go back to wrestling. I still couldn't go back coaching. So I started offering um, offering out to some friends who'd like showed an interest in it. So I invited them down, did um did a few sessions with with my friends, like one to one training, you know, when it was allowed for people to meet outdoors. Mm-hmm. It, it grew from there. More and more people started messaging me, oh, I'd like to get involved in it because it's quite unique, it's quite different to, you know, the gym, the gym setting. So then it just stemmed and grew and grew and I thought, oh, I can I might as well just carry it on now. Like <laughs> it's not come big. It's just something that I want to work on now going forward. And, the barn's been uh, turned into like a, a gym rig. So I've ordered a, a rig to go in the barn, getting a windproof curtain across. So just looking to grow it. I, 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 I don't think I'll be going back in a gym to train anytime soon. Yeah, I love that. Because when the gyms were open, I used to go quite a lot. But it was, it was all, I always felt better coming out of it when I'd gone with my friends and gone with people that like we show each other different things rather than just it's always a bit weird when you're just on your own isn't it I know that some people appreciate that but I imagine a lot of people are enjoying the sort of group aspect of it all yeah and just doing stuff like um 
you know, having a barbecue after training or, you know, just the social mm. aspects. It's like putting out in open space, surrounded by nice scenery, what's better than, you know, releasing them endorphins after a good session and then, you know, yeah. having some sausage butties after a hot dog <laughs> or something, you know. So was it, have you found it's mainly been sort of other people from your sort of local rural area that have come along or have you found quite a lot of people who've maybe been in a town over lockdown have decided to come out to you because they like the idea of being out in the on the farm well where i live is quite like my surroundings are fields but you go to the end of my track and it's just you're out into the to the open world the busy world if that makes Uh, sense Uh so it's like best of both worlds where I live. Like you can dip in and out. You're, close, you're pretty close to everything. Like um, all the, mate, the, the the northwest towns, cities. You, I'm pretty close to it. So you get a lot. The majority of people I'd say are from uh, not are not from uh, rural areas. Yeah, you know it probably does quite a lot of good that because a lot of those people they obviously live very near to farms like yours but they might not get a chance to actually go to them so this is quite a nice opportunity for them yeah that and that's what i want to that's what i want the image to be part of is that like it's not about going to a fancy gym with all the fancy equipment you can dip into this environment and you're entering into something that's that's different that can open your mind and broaden your mind to what you can do just training with a sandbag and a tractor you don't need you don't need to be um you know, following the crowd and doing weights or running on a treadmill. Yeah, I love that. And around here, there are so many gyms in like industrial estates just popping up here, there and everywhere. Like this sounds a lot more exciting. It's good fun as well. Just I can't really explain it to you in words. You just have to come and try it. But it's, it's good fun just using like what's there and being just being outside the rawness of it all. It's like it doesn't matter what weather it is. You just crack on and you feel amazing after. Exactly. And um, so, so is your dad getting annoyed with the gym on the farm? He loves it. Like, he, he wants to support, he wants it to grow, he's happy for it to grow. Like, diversifying, you know, the use of a farm. Like, no one would ever think that you use a farm to go and exercise on. It's good. And I mean, everyone's looking for new ways to diversify on farms nowadays. And this is definitely a unique one. Yeah, you've got to... If you live on a farm, you're very lucky. You're very lucky at what, if you open your mind to it, you're very lucky for what you can do with it. So for people listening and they want to find out more about it, what what can they go follow? Plug what you need to plug. So, well, I don't know if people from Devon will be coming, but if you are, <laughs> if you are interested, you're in the Northwest area, or you, know, you just fancy something different with your friends, it's on Instagram at FarmerStrongOfficial. Right, it is time for our game. It is the end of the episode. Holly, what is the name of the game? So it's called What a Load of Old Bull. So the aim of the game is for me and Holly to guess which one of your stories is a lie. You're saying two truths and one lie. So could you go ahead with your first one, please? I've never broken a bone. Okay. Never broken a bone. How many farmer kids do we know that have never broken a bone? I've never broken a bone. 
surely as a wrestler, you're gonna break a bone at some point. So I don't know if I overly believe that. No, surely. You think, I've, I mean, I've seen some of these videos of people wrestling and it seems to be fairly flinging all over the place. I think I'd break many a bone yeah. in such a Okay, such an right, let's, let's have the second one then. Um, I can speak Russian. <laughs> why don't you, why are you I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's believable because of the whole Eastern European thing that, you know, the wrestling being big over there, you might need to... Mm, maybe Russian is the language of wrestling. We don't know. Potentially. But then also, can you... Could you maybe give us a sentence? Many other roots, Charlie. Oh, wow. That sounded good, but I don't know if it's right. A weak accent, it's not bad. <laughs> Well, yeah, to be honest, that could have just been a deep northern sentence and we wouldn't understand it, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I lived in Canada for one year. Canada never got brought up in the whole wrestling conversation. Canada didn't. However, you did talk about, like, there was a point where you were considering living in Australia, so Canada wouldn't be the most, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be crazy. Yeah. I ha I'm going to expose myself. Obviously, before we do these, we do a bit of research about who we're talking to. And I did see that there was like a, a Canadian female wrestler. And you were like, she's going to make it big. And then how do you know her if you didn't live in Canada? That is some top level stalking, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> even, I know, even I didn't know about like writing that or something. <laughs> <laughs> I always, in my half hour before, I always do a build up and like to get to know you. So I probably know a bit too much there. Um. <laughs> I think the, um, I think the Russian's very believable. Okay, let's, let's try and rule one out. Which one do we think is the least? Um, true. I, I, I think, I think the lie's surely got to be the bone situation. It's going to break a bone at some point, surely. But then actually, if you compete, if you're a GB wrestler, why do you live in Canada? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stayed, you, you went to a local uni as well, because, you know, Northwest is all about the wrestling. Why would you go to Canada for a year? Hmm. And also, if you know you're, you're not going to break bones if you know how to do it properly. You clearly know how to do it properly. And growing up, your farm is strong. You're, you're breaking other people's bones, they're not breaking yours. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so I think we've, we've, um, we think it's the Canada one, don't we? Yeah, I, I actually do think it's the Canada one. Is yeah, the lie. it's official. We think the lie is you spending a year in Canada. You're wrong. Oh! Oh no, so you did spend a year in Canada. Do you speak Russian? Uh, well, a little bit. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that's an insane. So you do speak Russian, so that means you have broken a bone. Nope, that's the truth. I've never broken a bone. Oh, that's the truth. Oh, yeah, oh you've never broken a bone. All oh, right. So, so the lie is that you can't really speak Russian. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was good when we asked you to speak a bit of Russian that you played that Yeah, well. you fooled that as well. Well, thank you so much, Charlie, for coming on. I think hopefully this has opened people's eyes to a sport they didn't know much about. And um, definitely people listening and me and Holly included will be supporting you all the way in Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games in 2022. I hope so. Yeah, love that. 
You'll be part. You now you've done this. You're part of our. It's in our roots family. So we'll be we'll be doing all the support. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Do take care. I've embarrassed myself so much. <laughs> oh, Ollie. Every time I manage to just drop my stalker foot in it. <laughs> okay, you exposing yourself as an intense Instagram stalker aside. Oh, Holly. I love that. And I'm so obsessed with this farmer strong idea. Like, I want to set up a gym on our farm now. The thing is about Farmer Strong's Instagram is that it's different to all the gym accounts that you can follow and they use all this fancy equipment and you don't have a clue what to do, so you're never brave enough to try it. But if you're on a farm and you see a tyre, you just say, well, I can flip that to my heart content. No one's going to judge me. I don't need to be taught how to flip a tyre. Do you know what I mean? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Also, side note, we are backing Charlie all the way in this week's... uh farmers weekly fittest farmer competition oh we are he's part of the roots family now so whether he likes it or not we're in his corner and i feel like that has got us ready for next week's episode we're going to keep it along the sporting theme for next week and we're going up even further north to scotland to talk to the one and only Sammy Kinghorn. Sammy Kinghorn is an actual world record holder. She is a world champion Paralympic wheelchair racer. Genuinely, I'm ridiculously excited to talk to her. The amazing thing about the Paralympics is always the stories behind the competitors. So I know it's going to be an inspirational one. And she's a farmer's daughter and grew up on a farm. So you won't want to miss it. And don't forget to make sure that you are subscribing or following on whatever you're listening to our podcast on. And follow our Instagram and Twitter at It's In Our Roots Pod, please. <laughs> tell your mum to follow, just tell me to get involved. And how are you saying farewell this week? Oh, maybe I could say it in Russian. Yes, say it in Russian, go on. Where's Charlie when you need him? Let me get my Google Translate, hold up a second. I'll just Google bye in Russian. Are you ready to listen? Yeah. Oh, what was that? <laughs> oh no. That was potentially a bit rude. No? Pucker. Okay. So, Holly, how are you signing off this week? Pucker. <laughs> Pucker.